Oh, seven days is a long time in footy. Seven days is even longer in COVID. This time last week, we were getting excited to be with 49 of our closest pals at the uh, the pub. I was getting ready to do some bicep curls at the gym. We were getting ready for crowds at Melbourne. And just like that, Brownie, it's over. Would you go to the pub with 49 other people? Do you have 49 mates that you ring up and go, let's go to the pub? I might struggle for 49. You're a big group sort of guy. I though, am. Aren't you? Yeah, I've got, because I've got a few groups. If I was to amalgamate footy club, cricket club, you never, you never bring mates. your groups together, mate. It's always no, a recipe yeah. disaster. Yeah, that is a recipe You're disaster. You're a school boy, so you've got a lot of private Yeah, I like my close yeah. mates are still all, all from school, but then I've got the right. footy club, I've got the work yeah. mates. He took me two. down to uh, Tassie once uh, for this cricket uh, charity game, and before we got on the plane, he goes, Now, I just, I just need to have a chat to you. He goes, These people um, probably. Soul of the earth people. Well, Soul of the earth people. They he goes, just give there. them a respect that they deserve. He's worried the whole time. <laughs> Which you're not we known for. Down there. It's not a strong point. I'm not, I'm not a big talker. He's not, not a big talker. I'm not going to be disrespectful to them, but he was like a cat in a hot tin he's roof. Not a great, he's not great in big groups, Nathan. He no. just stands there and basically doesn't say anything, don't you? That's right. There's yeah. a few undiagnosed issues there. Hey, big thanks to Callaway and Brownie. I've got to, I come in. On behalf you thought of you had Taylor made, but I'm you don't. Come in. So ta- we had Taylor made, right. and I sent that email, and I didn't get a reply from Callaway. I sent that Callaway <laughs> saying that email, we don't want anything to do with Callaway. We're Taylor made. Well, unfortunately, during the week, I then emailed Taylor made. I said, "Hey, great news! We've got rid of Callaway. Let's. When can we come in for a, you a, haven't a booking? Stuffed it up, have you? They have oh. gone completely to ground. Did you actually? I thought you were joking when you. Well, said I actually you sent, sent that. that to Callaway, but then I went because I thought we had Taylor made. Now Taylor made have honestly. As soon as I ask when can we come in for you know let's 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 get this transaction happening, so they've they've gone to ground. So you're telling me now Nathan's got to go back to Callaway. <laughs> can you? And please? so for any young parent out there who's still in two minds whether they send their boy or daughter to uh, private school, this man went to private example. school. He had a scholarship and he is a moron. <laughs> You've mucked it up. So well, I'm like that. So Brandon, can we please? I beg you. It's up to you. I don't, I don't even need clubs. I just want some ball. I just want some free stuff. It's the cheapest sponsorship in sport. This show is going off the Richter at the moment. We're getting world record downloads. Cheapest Callaway in sport. Are we, though? Yes. Can you, you keep we... saying this? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get any sums across my desk to say this <laughs> you is going read, well. You wouldn't read them anyway. Well, I it's have going not had one well. person come up to me and say <laughs> they've listened to us. One, not one. Well, I get high, Well, go have a look at the reviews in the app store. All right. Then well, we might test it out. We might say something controversial. Oh, no, and, uh, and, and see if it comes up anyway. Uh, but so, can we please? You need to get Callaway back. All right. All right. All right. So they're back. But Richo, yes, you've got some news. Bigger than footy. Finally. Bigger than Callaway and Taylor made. Finally, mm. had another little baby. Little, little baby. Girl. Thanks, boys. Well, but the thing that surprised me about his baby was I'm sitting there getting ready for the game, right? So we normally get there Friday about night, 5.30, yeah. Friday night footage right yep. here at 6 o'clock. I look across into the box next to me and here he is. Like, he, the, the birth was 3.10 or something? 3.24 p.m. And you were at, at work at 5.30. <laughs> Jen just had enough. She's like, Matthew, out. She did. Get out. She did. I cannot deal with you anymore. Well, like, it's it's really nerve wracking going through it, isn't it? Like for the you're a spare dick, you pretty can't, much. There's nothing you can do, right? You're just standing there for hours on end, and it just can you eat? Well, you don't want to leave, no. So you're standing there for hours on end, and after the the baby came along, Jen just wanted to be with the baby. She said, "You might as well go to work." So off I went. <laughs> Two hours later. No, it was great. And thanks to uh, all of the fantastic staff at St Vincent's Hospital. Oh, St Vinny's. Now, on to the footy stuff, the Crows. Yeah, since 1991, when the Crows came into the competition, Nathan, it's hard to 
see that the Crows have ever struggled as much as what they are now. I don't think they have, Matthew. It has to be almost the worst Adelaide Crows outfit yep. since they've put out. that. They've had some up and down times where they haven't made the finals, but back-to-back big 40-plus losses, the showdown, mm. and then the Gold Coast last week. They've looked uncompetitive in those two games. I think their midfield is slow. They don't have any goal kickers. Taylor Walker is still their best goal kicker who is ageing, and I feel for him at the moment. He hasn't got the support around him he needs. Um, they got rid of their number one ruckman in Sam Jacobs, and I just don't see how they finish anywhere apart from the bottom. Yeah, look, you look at some of their more experienced players, I guess the Crouch brothers, Talia, Sloan, Tex Walker, Tom Lynch, and when you get a narrative coming out of your footy club that you're rebuilding and they let go of Hugh Greenwood because they said he wouldn't be in their next premiership team, he's only 28, so he's got five or six years of footy left. I guess that sort of can affect you a bit if you think, geez, I'm here and we're not going to play in a premiership. So they're a bit flat at the moment, but just got no leg speed. Are you a fan of Rashido's work at the moment? Oh, look, Do you I, like to see you that know what? from this, your club? This is what annoys me. Like Someone comes out and is honest mm. at a football club and he gets bashed in the media. And that, that's why people don't say anything in the media, because they do, and then they get bashed. I, I thought he was quite honest, Rue. I didn't have an issue with I it. I loved it. I love the fact that he came out and said, no, nah, we got rid of this guy for this reason. We wanted to keep Charlie Cameron. We couldn't keep him. Uh, Hugh Greenwood was a bit old, didn't run as far as what we needed to. And then I think people got upset about the money factor, but the money factor's in the paper anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I, know, I know my uh, good mate to Damien Barrett, and he said that Mark Rusciuto should have been sacked because of that. Uh, those comments. And I, I, I disagree, because I think... That's what we want. We want honesty. Correct. We want openness. Um, they're being criticised for not coming out at yeah. the camp. But I guess the only mistake he did make was having a Twitter war with Hugh Greenwood. As entertaining was as it, it joke, was. Though? Was it a bit of a tongue-in-cheek I just joke? didn't think he needed to do it. Yeah, right. As entertaining as it was for everybody. Yeah. Like, I was sitting on the couch waiting for the next instalment to come good. through. But I reckon the club would look at Rue and say... You didn't need to. Probably didn't need to do that when they've just belted us and 10 of our players didn't have 10 disposals. I think it was in good humour, but I can see why people maybe took it the wrong way. It was the situation that we've all been saying was, at some stage of the season, inevitable. Of course, we speak of a player testing positive to corona. But, but he's negative. This is a bizarre set of circumstances because yeah. he, he tested positive. Well, he tested what I'm reading is like halfway. They said, oh, he had a regular test. Then he was positive. Then a day later, he was negative. I don't cop that. They're talking about he might have been at the end of his testing. So if he's had COVID for the 14 days prior to that, then obviously the rest of the club would be infected and there'd be other players. And he's been tested. That would have come up in an earlier I just think it's an anomaly. I don't think it is a correct... I I think that he was never positive. It was just an elevated reading and it's just uh, business as usual. Yeah, it's hard for us to know because we probably don't know enough medically, but I I guess the thing that came out of it is it does show that the footy clubs are really are following these protocols. If he did have it and no-one else contracted it, then Mm. you've got to say that the footy clubs have done a pretty good job with their protocols. Isn't it funny, though? Anybody gets a sniffle at the moment. Like, one of my kids I kept home from school just because yeah. they had a cold the other day. My wife had a cold. You're sitting there going, you know, do you go outside? It's just, it's going to be a very weird winter. There's a guy on the train this morning when I was uh, coming in here, and he coughed on the he train. Had, he had the train. <laughs> what about when people sneeze? Mate, he coughed on the train, and everyone in the carriage was like... It's like someone's just throwing a big grenade in oh, you. No. Why are you getting the train? Why didn't you drive the Kia Some Stinger in? people. You are, I'll give you Have that. Have you parked in the city? Do you know how much it costs? Yeah, it's a work expense, that one. <laughs> oh, you claim it, do you? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, it's good to know. Well, you like, can claim parking. I can't get public transport, not in this corona time. Are you serious? Do you guys get your parking reimbursed? 
know where you're at in the pecking order of sports bet. Hey, um, Keith, you obviously you were a key forward, but it's yeah. it's, an, it's a it's a part of the game that has definitely sort of slowly being phased out of it. You no, don't well, see no, it. it's not phased well, out. It's, it's well, not, we're not see, we're not we're not going to ever see a hundred goals again. I don't think we will. Right, Nate, I, I was just sitting around yesterday and doing a bit of research for the footy this weekend, and I just thought, geez, if we had a big bag of goals no, this it's, year. It's got, that's what no, I'm saying. The, well, the, the dominance of the key forward. Mm, Jason yeah. Dunstall, how's this for a stat? He kicks over over six or seven goals, 91 games. Yeah. 91 if, games if, out of bag of someone six. someone kicks six now, it's like 10. Yeah. But I had a quick look yesterday, and I looked at all of the key forwards in the competition. Not one key forward in three completed games has kicked more than five goals in total. It's wow. just so Matt Tabernard's got five, Charlie Dixon's got five, Marshall's got five, the King brothers have got five, Stringer's got five, Casbolt's got five, Mychek's got five, They're the, and Jeremy Cameron. No one else has got five goals. Is it just because defences are so good now? It is. It's a combination of defences, shorter quarters, and we've kicked off the season in the middle of winter where the ball's yeah. a bit dewy. Haven't had time um, to get your touch. Yeah, I reckon you see... Early season stuff in uh, late March, yeah. April, even early May, yeah. you, you get big scores. Yeah. And I think we're in that period, which it, shorter quarters obviously help, but I just don't think you're going to see that this year. No. I, I, I still think there's going to be a player kick 100 goals in a season. Really? I haven't yeah. given up hope on oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But well, not enough goals in total are getting kicked I either. think Jeremy Cameron can kick 100 goals in a season. And I do, and could just quickly looking at it, you know, can Josh Kennedy's, you know, into the twilight years of his career. Tom Hawkins is, Jack Rewald is, Buddy is, Tex Walker is. You just wonder who the next big thing is, and I think I know who it is. Who? I think I watched Ben King on Sunday oh. up at the Gold Coast. Mm. Jeez, he's a good mover, isn't he? And mate, he was um, he was the second yeah. pick. So how good's Max going to be? But I know yeah. Max has had the the knee issue. Leads well, doesn't he? But gee, he times his leads. He's so coordinated for a two hundred centimetre. Kicks really well at goal. So I'm I'm claiming him. He's as uh, I'm claiming he's, he's, he's a love child. He's love my child. Like, love, we're all good. Let's have some love childs. No, right. Let's yep. name a few. Made love. famous by your mob at Triple M. And we're going to be very good at it. And we're going to follow them for the rest of the year and we'll just see who's love So you're childs. taking Ben King. I'm, well, yeah, Ben King's my first one. Well, I'm going to take Connor Rosie's my first one. Love right Connor on. Rosie. My second uh, one to keep an eye on for the year, and we'll see who's the best of these is by the end of the year, Bailey Smith. Oh, yeah, good yep. haircut. Bailey Smith. And my last one is Nick Blakey. He's a smooth oh. mover. I like Nick Blakey. The lizard. Yes. I'm going to take Charlie Dixon. I know he's not a young what? player, what? but he hasn't played for a long time. He's not a child. He hasn't played for a long time. We discussed this and you said it was okay. So shut up. Love child Charlie's And a player that really interests me uh, for the Gold Coast um, was young Buderick. Did you see him oh, play? He was, he was really good. Week. Yeah, Buderick. Yeah. So that's the first time I'd ever seen him play. It's the first time I've ever heard name? his name, to be honest. What's Connor. Connor Buderick. Yeah, Connor Buderick. So keep an eye out for Connor. It's only two. And Connor Rosie. Oh, Rosie, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh, so we'll follow those throughout the year. But what about, no one's mentioned old Rao. Well, young Rao. All right. Well, do you want him? Yeah, I'll take him. Gee, because I said no. I said he was gonna he would win the Brown Low this year. When I said that at the time is forty one dollars. He what had another he best on into twenty one dollars, I think. Or maybe even shorter, seventeen dollars. Well, so, so he's had three games of AFL footy and in two of those games he's got the ten coaches votes. Yep. How good is he? He wins I the Brown Low. He would have either got the two or the three definitely. I reckon Jared Witts would have been very Witts close to the close. three votes for the umpires yeah. too. Have you got any other big calls? Uh, As we've got on the run, Jake. Yeah. 
Now, my, that's my big call, Matt. Not oh. Matt Rowe to win the brown. I said last oh, so week, I was Matt Rowe, Matt Rowe was the Suns' best midfielder before this game. I thought it was probably a big call, but I don't. I think he is their big best. Big calls. Midfielder. I'm the bigger king call. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying the Suns will play finals. That's a big call. I said that I played the best ten games anybody's ever yeah, seen. You did. Hey, last week we because uh, as I said, I I don't do a lot during the week. So and I've been really at enjoying, work as well. By yeah. the way, I've been really yeah. enjoying digging up some of the old dirt because you both you love a Bunsen yeah. and you've both done some very questionable things in in time. So this is this the photo. This is the photo. Of course, right. we speak of a photo that you great, did. Great, 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 just great, quickly great intro, Hummer. <laughs> really well sold. Well, I was getting to it. So what? So what's happened, Hum? Is that I reminded you about a photo shoot that Nathan did years ago yep. with Michael Dodge, one of the great photographers uh, in the AFL industry. Now, around the 2000 mark, Nathan did a photo shoot with Michael Dodge, and I guess the whole gist of the story was that Nathan was the tortured poet footballer, okay? He was a tortured soul, you know, he was the rock and roll, you know, poet. So this photo shoot entailed... and I was a tortured soul, this, mate. This photo shoot entailed Nathan sitting in a bath, fully closed with, like, the... the Planelette shirt and the jeans on. Kurt Cobain. Yeah, like. just so. And after this, so, so and then I've been so going you've on. Gone to find it. Well, I've been trying to find it, and it does not exist. To, right. to my understanding, it does not exist. But I was on this big footy forum that I spoke about well, last I've time. I've seen the photos; they exist. So they do exist, and we're on this big footy floor, uh, forum, which is where this photo has had a little bit. These people have seen it as well. Yeah. So I went back on there this week because I'm desperate to find this. Yeah. Did, and did I've got you put a call out on Big Footy? I, went, I did a call, and I've got the transcript from the Big Footy forum. You are a Big Footy. I had, to, I had to create another account because I've been red-carded by that many accounts over the days. <laughs> this is the official transcript. Humdog Millionaire 21. That's oh, me. Gosh. <laughs> hey, boys. How I much used to I've... worry about people like you on Big Footy, and now I go, why <laughs> yeah. do I care? Exactly. Why? I, tell the, the, no? I said some things about Bo, Do- Bo Dowler and Zach Dawson on Big Footy back well, in the day. that's nothing to be proud of, mate. Well, hey, so Humdog Millionaire 21. Hey, boys, how much of a flog is that Nathan Brown bloke? Anyone got any idea where we could find that photo? Lol, OMG, he sounds like such a wanker. Then Alabama Hot Pocket 24 goes, anyone know what year it was? My brother works at the Karen Downs Library and they have every single Herald Sun ever. Oh, really? If we know what year it is, we can find it. Oh, so I just get a little bit excited. Then another bloke chips in, Jerry Granola. I reckon it was around 99, 2000, and it obviously must have been during the footy season, so in between March and September. Humdog Millie then then comes back in. I can 100% confirm it was a Michael Dodge who took the photo, if that helps. Keep searching, boys. Let's sink this flog. So have we found it? Well, then Alabama Hot Pocket 24, the latest is the last comment just right. at the time of recording. Thanks, mate. I've got the brother on the case. We'll keep you posted. Oh, beautiful. Nerds of the well, world. The nerds of big and footy are just ticking round here. And I've, I've been thinking a little bit more about it, and I think... I think that I remember Nathan lying down like on a, a like a studio floor, like a nice old rug. You know, in the old studios, yeah. have the old shag pile. Yeah, I, I, I can picture a photo with him lying down, just reading through some oh dear Radiohead song <laughs> lyrics. I'm pretty sure my mum would have most okay, of these. Okay, computer. But there is no well, way that you are going to get. Yeah, absolutely. I'm digging deeper. Hey, Richo, what's making you angry this week? And it's doing my fucking head in. Well, it's sort of along the lines of you on Big Footy Hummer. You know, you, yep. you go on there deliberately to stir the pot, don't you? That, is that what you do? 
I'm big footy. No, yeah. I go there to speak as a Hawthorne supporter right. and vent my frustrations on right. certain players. Well, the, I'll tell you what really does my head in, and it's it's people a little bit like you on big footy, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't understand the mindset of some people on Twitter. So someone was watching the football on Saturday night on Channel 7, the Brisbane-West Coast Eagles game, okay? And obviously at the end of the game, they didn't rate our commentary. They didn't rate James Brayshaw. They didn't rate Luke Darcy. And they definitely didn't rate me, right? They basically, this is making me laugh already. He basically said he had to turn the volume down, right, because of me. And I, I don't expect everyone I've got, to Do like. you want me to read the tweet? Yeah, read it out. Yes, please. Only disappointing thing with Brisbane Lions' win was having to listen to Channel 7 AFL commentary. Whoever said you needed to play AFL to know the game obviously didn't have to listen to Matt Richo or Darcy. And he's tagged Richo in so, it. So this is my thing. Poor this Darcy. Is, this is what's doing my head in. I've got no problem with that gentleman. What was his name? Uh, C. Walkley, and he's got a Simpsons avatar. I, I don't. I have no problem with him not rating me and thinking I'm a, a poor caller. That's fine. Yep. He doesn't rate me. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But why did he tag me into that comment? <laughs> I don't understand but how why is this, he tagged me. How is this the class of Richo? Now this is this is the this is why you do have a heart of gold. After that scathing review, you respond with "Not all bad, mate. At least your team had another good win at the Gabba. You should enjoy your weekend now." But that's, is that not taking the high ground? That, that's, no, that's actually just trying to shut him down a bit. But did you like how I came to your support? I did. You did help me out. I, so yeah. I've got our man's back. Yeah. So I came in over the top and said, Richo doesn't come into Coles and criticise your ability to stack cans of crushed tomatoes neatly with the labels always pointing outwards. Leave him alone. And what normally, <laughs> we happen, got him. <laughs> what normally happens when you reply is they normally back down. But yep. I don't think he did. He actually said he I was, kept going. He, he, said he, I was went, no he went again, did he? Yeah. Kept, anyway. My can stacking is still more entertaining and accurate than your comment. But you can imagine him and Dars getting up there and Brayshaw thinking they're just unbelievable, like God's gift to the world of football. Just quickly, remember the late show, Mick Malloy, Tony Martin, all of that crew, Rob Sitch, all of that crew? Mick uh, did a stand-up comedy gig one night and he had a heckler in the crowd that was really interrupting his routine. So Mick, after the show, found out who the gentleman was, found out where he worked and went to his work during the week, stood out the front and started heckling him. You know what does my head in, Matthew? When I'm driving along, right, and I see somebody who's out for a jog and you stopped at the lights and then that person's had to stop at the lights and uh, just interrupt their jog for the best part of 30, 35 seconds. Oh, some, mate, some. And they shut up. And these people then jogging at the proceed lights. to jog at the lights. On and the I, I threw this out to you two boys during the week to say that this is something that does my head in because well, this, is, this, is, this is flog behaviour. You just start running again. It exactly. Doesn't it does make no difference to your run whatsoever. No. And he started to get defensive. So I started to think that maybe he is the sort of bloke that stops at the lights, hits the button and continues to jog at the lights. You do, don't, you do you jog at the lights? Brownie. I don't know if you've heard a thing called lactic acid. Oh, come on. But I don't come want on. it building up in my legs when I stop at the lights. So, yes, it I does jog not build at the up in your legs. It does. You stop at the lights and then your legs are heavy. That's lactic acid. So, yes, if I'm at the lights. Rich, I doubt. I can't imagine you're running that hard. <laughs> well, you and I you run together. You and I run together. And you work. know that I, I'm. I, What's your best time? I go to the hurt locker. 15 15. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> that's rubbish. That's, that's that pathetic. is a lie. I'm always a little bit excited when we've got a new segment to this show because we're always trying to reinvent the wheel each time. We, right. We're trying to keep our, our listeners, give them just something to something, something new, new to listen to every week. Now, Brownie, 
you're a man that you're, you've been a very successful footballer. Uh, it's very successful in the media. So you've always had, you know, a little bit of a crust. You've always earned a good crust. But you haven't always been the best investor. For he's example. Some, he's had some mistakes. Laguna. Disaster. <laughs> Still own it. Elwood. Disaster. Glebe Harbour. Disaster. Yes, Crypto, disaster. <laughs> you invested in Kodak in 2000, disaster, and you bought a Blockbuster 18 months ago. No, Investing. No, you've gone too far now. You've gone too far. There's not, there's not one Blockbuster left in the world. Do you know there's a there's shop at Northcote Plaza, right, Yeah. that still is open every day and sells DVDs and CDs, and I'm amazed that you could still... It'd be, be a open. front. That'll be a front for something more sinister. No, it wouldn't. It will. Hey, um, but Brownie, so what we're going to thought, you, you're due. You're due for a good investment, so we're going to bring in... For a start, I still own the block of land at Laguna. It's worth bugger all, but I still own it. (laughs) And I still own my crypto, so... So you haven't lost them to yourself. (laughs) Exactly. So there's a couple of disasters. Everybody's had some ups and downs, Richard. They've had a win and a loss. But I've got a stock tip for you boys today. Oh, here we go. And now we're going to keep you accountable on this one. Each week you give a stock tip, the week... After we're going to track it to see how you go. All right, I'm nice. Interested. Well, this is a, this is a short one. This is a speculative. Ooh. It's seven and a half cents at the moment. Oh, and penny. In these times, in these times, you're not really sure about much. But what you can bank on is gold, Matthew. Gold. Gold, gold. in times of stress is always going to go up. So it is a What's company. What getting for seven cents? Called Titan Minerals. Titan Minerals. And it is the oh. code TTM. So it is. Seven and a half cents at the, or seven point four cents at the moment. So any of the gold at the moment is now. Is that fly. because they haven't found gold yet, but they may just be about to? Hummer, you got to do your own research. <laughs> Whenever you buy anything, you got to go in and have a look at the you PDS and uh, read your own. Yeah, info. any any investment opportunity that you get, you do your due diligence, yeah. and that's this what, is an investment. And advice. we probably should say that because I listen to a lot of financial podcasts. I'm kind of financial savvy guy. They do say this is just it's not advice or whatever it is. So this is just oh, this what is you this buy. is a, this is a punt, mate. <laughs> this is a general punt. Trumpet award time. We've got graphics. We've got a leaderboard. I've done my due diligence. Richo came and gave me a very, very firm See, pat on the back today when well he found done. out I hadn't done it. But I've done it now. The leaderboard is the best on Matt Rowell on five, the Gold Coast Suns on three, Todd Goldstein on two, Jack Billings on one, and the AFL on one. While for the Spices, Western Bulldogs on three, Jeremy Govan on three, the AFL on two, the Ark on two, and Jack Rewatt on two. All right, so we'll start with the best ons. This week I gave one vote to Patrick Cripps. He is a machine, that man, down in Geelong. 25 disposals, two goals, but once again, contested footy. No one wins more of it than Cripps. Love him. Two Isaac Smith. Uh, Tower oh. Richmond up last week on the, uh, with his run and carry. What a good player he's been for a long time. Three to Lockie Neal. They went nowhere near him. They were really yeah. invoking the 1.5 metre rule last week, the Tigers, on yeah. Isaac. Yeah, you can't let him run free. And three to Lockie Neal. He, oh. If you're talking about winning the Brownlow medal, well, Lockie Neal, he'd be up there with Matt Rowe. He's definitely had two best ons. 18 contested possessions a game he's averaging. That's just unbelievable. I gave one vote to the match review panel. I thought that it was a big test. The Aaron Norton bump. Obviously knocked him out, got concussion, pretty much because Lockie Whitfield put one hand in. But I think if they had have rubbed him out, I think <laughs> the end much, of footy as we know it. Not the end of footy as we know it, but it would have been an uproar. And I think they got it right. And am I rewarding them for just 
doing their job and getting it right, but we bagged them good, when they get it wrong. It was a good test, wasn't it? Yeah. Two votes to Matt Rowell again. I thought his wow. first half was ridiculous. For, for what he's doing at the moment, goal kicker again. Uh, got tagged late in the game, yeah. Um, yeah. but he's going to be a what superstar. What about both of his goals on his left leg? Yeah. It was Ackermanis like the one he kicked yeah. from 55. Yeah. Can you imagine what he must have been like at school footy oh. last year? Unstoppable. Oh, my God. He's yeah. going to have to use a lot of SPF 50 up there. Too. Yeah, isn't that it's, ironic? It's not, it's not good for the Gold Coast weather, I would I love thought. the uh, the jumper tucked in, too. That's his trademark, yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Uh, and three votes for on and off the field, this one. Eddie Betts kicked the first goal of the game last week and then saved the game at the end in the middle of the ground and then did the interview during the week to say that I'm happy to take the brunt of what's happening at the moment if I can educate. So I thought Eddie Betts, yep. hand down, had an unbelievable week. He's a superstar. Uh, the spices. Yeah, I gave one vote to Asava Radigalia with the. Uh, punch. <laughs> I I felt for him because we've all I've made, I've done a million silly things on the ground, but that uh, yeah that was pretty funny. Uh, two to the Giants. I'm not sure what's happened to the way they're playing. Their their style of play last week against the Dogs just didn't look like it. Uh, the GWS Giants I want to see them getting up and running again. I know there were players out, but yeah, didn't like their game. And the Adelaide Crows. They had one goal at three-quarter time mm. uh, against the Gold Coast Suns, who are a lot better team. But, yeah, they're really battling in a world of hurt, as their coach said. I'm going to give one vote to Mark Rusciuto. Ooh. Uh, not because he divulged what players were getting. I thought that part was great. But I thought he lost the Twitter wall with Hugh Greenwood. I thought Hugh Greenwood uh, won that one. So, uh, But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it at the same time. Two votes to Osava Radagalea. I thought that was one of the funnier things you'll see in a footy field. Do you reckon field. he went up for the mark and then sort of lost track of where he was? Yeah, I think or? he might have just had a brain fade. Yeah. And then three votes again to Adelaide. So the worst on Adelaide had the market at with six votes. I had uh, Radagalea at with three votes. But the best on's Matt Rowell already off to a lead. Seven votes. The next best is the Gold Coast Suns on three. Uh, this is a segment that our mate Richo just likes to rule with an iron fist. It was supposed to be a democracy. We, we went to go to the uh, – we go – we put a post out every sometimes. week. We get thousands of nominations every week, and you just seem to ignore them mm. every no, single week. Let's go through some Come nominations. On. Okay. Well, so, so we're look, of course, we're speaking of the long sleeve team of the century, yeah. the coward sleeve team of the century. And They're this not week, cowards. They are cowards. This week we're doing the Fords. I, I have no part of what you just said. They're um, not cowards at all. So I'm just going to read out. These are some of the nominations that are still coming in, and clearly we've still got a half-forward, full-forward interchange and ruck line to come. So Lob, uh, Pittard keeps being mentioned. The Wiz Farmer keeps being mentioned. The Fridge, Mark Roberts. Obviously Stephen Milmore won a lot. Matty Lappin, Michael Tuck, Jim Bartell, Warwick Kappa. Daryl White. Daryl White, just wait. Peter Hudson, oh, uh, Daniel, not Daniel Rioli, Dean Rioli wore one a lot, and Chad Wingard won't be wearing one at Hawthorne, but he did at Port Adelaide. So the half forward line, and I've had a lot of backlash about this. Daryl White wasn't in the uh, half back line. Do you know what you're also getting a lot of backlash right. for? Daniel you haven't Harvick. put <laughs> right. You haven't put on the little graphic you put out each week. You haven't put the interchange or the followers in there. I have There's no, no space. I have no control over the graphic that goes out. So. Daryl White, I'm putting on the half forward line. Now, you might go, he played a lot in the back line. Yeah, he did. So I'm admitting I missed him. So I've had to squeeze him <laughs> into the half forward line. But he, early in his career, he, he played everywhere, Daryl White. Oh. James Hurd played centre half forward. 
quite a lot over his career at Essendon, particularly mm. early days. You're putting him at half forward. Centre half forward. I'm putting Centre him... half forward. Okay. Brendan Gale had the worst game of his career playing on James Hurd at centre half back in a final. So don't you tell me, right? You well, I'm you glad we're getting Hurd in for one, one, one game he's played at half forward. forward. <laughs> You've got to squeeze people in where you can. This is your week. I went out for a tap out because Greg Stafford wasn't there. He was coming off the ground. And Andrew Jarman is on the other half forward flank. You can't argue with that. What about Blake Carousella? There's an interchange bench. What about Bradley Plain? He can't fit everyone in, Nathan. Time to look at the odds, some good games, some not-so-good games this week. The first one I'm going to look at, GWS Collingwood, I think the game of the round for mine, just because GWS, there's something simmering. There is, and well, they're, they're going to go Wooshka. We're doing this without knowing selection. the final yep. selection. So if Whitfield, Green, and also Kelly play, I'm prepared to tip into the Giants head-to-head. Not only am I prepared to tip into the Giants head-to-head if those three play, but I'm going to look at 40-plus. Now, that is... Out there, but I think Collingwood are due for a loss. Ooh, Collingwood, that's a big call. everybody's had a bad one. dollars you're getting for forty plus in the Giants. Up there, I'm not saying that's going to happen because I I'm tipping Collingwood if those three players don't play. Yep. But I think that can make the world a difference to them up there. Yeah, that's a big call. They are all guns, those players, all A graders. But Collingwood's uh, defence, no one can score against them. Thirty six points a game, Collingwood uh, conceding, which is just unbelievable. So. Yeah, hard to tip against them. I'm sticking with the price. $2.05 for Greater Western Sydney, $1.77 in the head-to-head markets. Now, this is a game that if we were allowed crowds and we were so close but we buggered it up, the Bombers take on the Blues. Essendon, $1.77. The Blues coming off a, a win, probably a win they probably shouldn't have had in the end, $2.05. Well, they would run it completely. If Ablett didn't miss that goal. They were seven goals up. They deserve yeah, the they, win. You make a lot of silly comments. I don't make a lot of silly comments. They should have lost that game. No, they shouldn't have. Yes, they should have. They should have never been in the position where they could have given it up. I reckon Carlton will win this game. I'm not, and I'm saying that because Essendon had a week off last week. We, you know, They've had a stressful week at the club. You know, A lot been going on out there. Um, Carlton were good last week. Cripps is a star. Their forwards started to take some marks. And I reckon they're actually playing not a bad brand of footy, Carlton. So I'll tip them. I know Essendon favourites, so. though. I, I might have been out of the loop and they might have uh, said this. Is McKenna available to play this week? No, not no. at this stage. No. Who are you tipping? Strange, isn't it? Who are you tipping? Carlton. I'm a, I'm a blue bagger, man. Now, you know we, that. We speak of good Carlton. investments. Did you? We speak of good investments. Now, of course, do this responsibly. <laughs> but the $1.49... On offer for the Cats is the best 49% return on investment you will see in a lifetime. But you're a Melbourne hater. You hate Melbourne footy oh, club. No, I'm, not, I'm being unbiased So you're here. tipping with your heart there. $1.49 for Geelong. If we think Geelong are going to come out and not be absolutely at the top of their game this, after This is a play. man who, this time last week, on Thursday afternoon, said that Richmond were the biggest moral Declared. in history. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So you don't really no, listen to what You said they were the best 55% last week when they were $1.55. Yeah, well, this is the best now. But I do think Geelong will win. I think Geelong will win. Uh, I worried about Melbourne having a basically a buy. Yeah. Basically well, a buy. Since 2011, off the buy, Melbourne are four and six. So a lot of teams struggle off the buy. The Cats, it's all about mindset for them. They've got far too much talent to not beat uh, Melbourne this week. Yep. I think the Cats will bounce back. And people say they don't play the MCG well. Geelong still play the MCG well the last two years. One, hey, three, and look, ski actually. season started, so it's not going to be any different than a normal game for the uh, the Ds at the G this time of year. Mm, good one, love. This <laughs> <laughs> is unbelievable. That is justice. Crap. 
there he is, that man that got his job on the back of a viral video of a D's fan, not unsurprisingly crying. Because it was a spineless, spineless effort from the D's, but it turned you famous. There's nothing wrong with crying for your team. Yeah, but as a Melbourne fan, you should be used to it. Maybe after a grand final like you did, that's okay. What was that going, Pat? Well, I haven't actually, I haven't seen that for a while. That was a traumatic experience. That wasn't even a D's game. That was the Crows... Adelaide game mm. where the Crows just needed to win by Very more than lose to it on a Sunday oh, morning. The Pies. Yeah, and we're out, of the, we're out of the eight by That's right, a B's member. So, yeah. Is that your nephew's jumper? Mate, <laughs> this is, I'm, a, I'm a firm member of the Rash Vest Club at the moment, but this is this is real tight. This is a medium. <laughs> yeah, is I bought this at the uh, the Biggest Blokes Lunch, big friends of the show, and um, no, I'm a triple XL. Now, I heard a rumour <laughs> that you were once addicted to Fanta. Is that, is that true? Is, the, that, is that true? The rumours are uh, 100% true. Brady. How do you get addicted to Fanta? I, I had a crippling addiction to Fanta. I'm talking like... How many litres a day? Two a day to function. Two I, 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 I 14 litres a week. I had to How big did you get? Two. I peaked at 136. <laughs> <laughs> I, was a, I was a butterball, man. I couldn't fit through the door. I was a big, That's a big lot of fella. sugar. That's a That's lot, a of, lot sugar. of sugar. We're, we'd be in Berlin yeah. at a nightclub and my mates are there trying to, out there having fun, trying to do what they're trying to do and all I could think about was my next hit of Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on, on the way home, I'd have to get the Who's cab driver. Who's nightclub to get Fanta? <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to I'd get the cab driver. Can you just pull into this 7-Eleven or whatever it's called in Berlin and I'll just walk out with a big two-litre bottle and I'm chugging it in the back and seat. And you drink it in one go? Like, no, not one go, but it didn't need to be cold. It was just, I just warm, needed the Fanta before, Fanta before I got <laughs> so but then, But then I snapped out of it. went cold turkey. No rhyme or Did reason. You, I saw you drinking Fanta here last week. Well, I'm partial to a Fanta from here to there. <laughs> so but I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need two litres of Fanta to function. It's, hey, it the reason we've got you in here, Paddy, yeah, what is, it? is because you are the, you're the Melbourne Nuffy. You, you love the club. I don't know why, but <laughs> you and I, we drive to Perth. Uh, to watch me in a prelim, so which was you know we got a lot of value out of that one. But the reason we got you in here is because you're so confident on the D's mm. at the start of the year. Now you and I, we're civilians. We're on civilian paychecks. We don't have the same type of money that these ex AFL pigs do. But you made a bet, and mm. it's quite a substantial bet because you're so confident about the D's that you made a bet with with how many people in the office? Well, it started because you know I was sitting there, and the, the D's to make the eight was about two dollars twenty, and I thought that's a cracking bet. At the uh, at the start of the year, we're playing the Dockers twice, the Crows twice. We know their toilet, the, the, the Suns, and I'm like, we yep. are going to make the eight. Hundred percent. Put the hand up. Who wants to make a hundred dollar wager with me? It was like Meerkat Manor. It was just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people put their hand up going, yeah, we'll have 100 bucks. So I was, we've got a $900 wager that the will make the eight and everything has gone wrong. COVID came in. Yeah. Games are getting abandoned. You've lost I'm in, your draw. I'm in a bit of a strife. We're out to 3.30 now in, in the sports bet book. But I'm a man of my word. You play it early. No, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm absolutely not paying out early. Mate, you win I'm, this weekend, you might be in the eight. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. I'm going to stick to it, and I'm going to ride this one right to the You're very end. Beat the cats. Uh, well, this is it, and this is the official bet slip. Hummers, that is obviously. A contract. This is it here. I'll, I'll point it to the camera. Hummers, Look, Hummers at the top. Hummers just decided he oh, wanted to, to sign it five yeah, different I'm times. Richo's gone on. So that's, a, that's a foul. Let's make it a foul. That's a foul. Are we making it a clean foul? Oh dear. All right, that's all right. I'm a man of my word. Get in there, Richo. It's a clean. So you now stand to lose a thousand well, smackers. Did you put twelve on that? <laughs> I nearly did. Yes. <laughs> oh my he god! Put his number on it. Oh, oh Richo, no. that is a poor. Hey. So now it's a clean foul. There's a. Well, Paddy, the good news is because you're in here, you're in here for the last segment. We do a little multi. Now it's been mm. very unsuccessful so far. 
My leg cost us last week. Your leg cost us... No, your leg cost us the I've week got before. I've got both legs. This week, we're going again, and it's going to be a four-leg multi. Why have you got so much hair over you? Look, I've been... Uh, uh, all sharp, I've been looking. you got all this hair. No, Dandruff, I've boy. got a golden retriever. I've got a white golden retriever. Come in here. Arthur. Present yourself properly. Get the lint come roller. Come hair all over you. Oh, you mate, That's come off his beard. If you get a white, you get a white his... golden retriever, you're going to be covered in hair. Anyway... Pat, at least now he's stopped putting the Jesse men in his beard. Oh, we're not going there. Hey, so I'm going to go yeah, the, the Geelong. Margarine. Geelong, dollar forty nine to beat the D's. I'm going to go Brisbane Lions forty plus to beat Adelaide. Yeah, well you've tied my hands, Hunter, so I can't put the D's in the multi. That that won't work. I, I'm in your camp. I don't agree with you much. Matty Rao, he'll kick a goal at a dollar eighty three in that game against yep. the Dockers. Yes, Good. please. Jack Rewalt, three goals. Good record against the Saints. Well, that's the multi gone, but just in case maybe it does get up. Four-leg multi, $22 that will get us, and we're putting $50 on it with the winnings going to a footy club, which we'll announce later date. Now, good news. I'm spending the rest of the day in the office sending out merchandise. I know it's very unethical what we're doing. We're swapping good reviews for merchandise. The yeah. Apple Store, if they found out, they would cut Is us off. Right? Try to, it's ve- You can't do it. And he's got to ring Callaway. It's very, it's very legal. You've got to go Callaway. I'm off to go send some merch again. Leave us a good review. Send me a screenshot and follow me on Instagram, Richie Hum. I will send you some merchandise. <laughs> you get me to send it out. That's the thing as well. As always, gamble responsibly.